What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Last week, we didn't have an episode because I was going to the Aftershock Festival. I kind of explained what a shit show the whole thing was turning out to be a couple episodes ago, and it lived up to its shit show name. So first of all, we had to get VIP tickets because there's like fucking tens of thousands of people there and just part of parties. But if you get VIP tickets, apparently they give you actual flush toilets that are in an air conditioned trailer. So I don't know that the whole VIP thing is what it is. Uh, you have your own little area to sit. There's couches and shit. And you have your own food vendors, your own bar area. So yeah, it did make it a little bit easier and better than if I was just fucking roughing it with the peasants at fucking Aftershock. But yeah, I, I said earlier, I think maybe two episodes ago, who fucking knows, that I had just basically wanted to go to see Pantera. Then they switched today, then they ended up canceling. And then right at the last minute, Corey Taylor, um, I think he's in like some Slipknot band, whatever, he ended up canceling too. But I was kind of hearing rumors that Tool and Death Clock had canceled, but no, that was some bullshit rumors. I was excited to see Death Clock. They were fucking great. And they played like all the songs off Metalocalypse, like Awaken and Mermaider and Thunder Horse. It was fucking, it was fun. It made that night worth it for sure. But yeah, I don't think I'll be going back because this is like the second year that I've gone to Aftershock. I don't know. It's just not my thing. I don't like fucking festivals. I don't like a billion fucking people around you. So I don't know. There'll have to be some pretty fucking amazing lineup shit going on next year if I'm actually going to go and, you know, do all this shit. So I don't know. We'll see. But on a side note, on Reddit, they actually have an Aftershock sub and apparently a bunch of the fucking pussies that went to Aftershock. They're like COVID testing and saying they got COVID. I'm just like, why is anyone in fucking 2023 still testing for COVID? It's like the same motherfuckers that are still wearing masks in their car. It's just fucking astonishing. The PSYOP runs deep with these motherfuckers. Today, we are going to be talking about the CIA's gateway experience. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but out of all of the documents that were released by the CIA, you know, through FOIA, you can actually find this shit in their vault, page 25 had always been missing. And these reports were released in 2003. So what is this? Fucking 20 years later, people are now basically saying that they found the 25th page. So I'll do a little light recap on what the Gateway Experience is, and then we will talk about page 25. We are also going to talk about the fucking, I don't even know what you want to call it, the fucking ongoing, never-ending conflict with Israel and fucking Palestine, and how basically it's just the new Ukraine. And that's where we're going to throw billions of taxpayer dollars. Ukraine is out and fucking Israel is in. We have some Justin Trudeau is a tool news to talk about, more specifically how they're prosecuting a detective that was trying to investigate fetal deaths after they had been exposed to the Kabobo shot. 
I've talked about this detective before, but she's actually still like in the middle of the trial. So we're going to have some updates about that. We are also going to talk about Senator Robert Mendez, who was the head of the Foreign Relations Committee. And the fact that he's now being charged as acting as a foreign agent. So basically, they're saying from 2018 to 2022, this motherfucker was an agent of Egypt. So we'll get into that a little bit more. And as usual, we will have some side rants for all y'all. So sit back. Get ready for this. Let's get started with those shady fucks at the CIA. Back in the 80s, the CIA investigated, quote unquote, the gateway experience. And it was just different techniques to alter consciousness and ultimately escape space and time. I know it sounds fucking weird and a bunch of bullshit, but the CIA definitely ran this research. And like I was saying earlier, there were hundreds of FOIA requests for the documents to the Gateway Project. In 1983, there was a classified CIA report on the Gateway experience. And basically, it's kind of like a training system designed to focus brain wave output to alter consciousness and escape the confines of space and time. So what it comes down to was the CIA was researching astral projection. For those of you who don't know what astral projection is, it's kind of an interchangeable term with psychophysical phenomena of out-of-body experiences and remote viewing. So these scientists and, I don't know, CIA agents, whatever the fuck you want to call them, basically hypothesize that with the right guidance and technologies, astral projectors believe we can train our consciousness to move beyond the confines of the space-time dimension. Some of the research actually included remote viewing and other psychic techniques similar to that. So they were all about it. They got a bunch of fucking scientists together and did all these tests. And this report is what the CIA found after diving into altering your consciousness. So that is what the original Gateway Project is all about. The Gateway Process Report kind of begins with a timeline of different historical developments that actually led to the CIA beginning their own research into quote-unquote out-of-body experience, psychic phenomena, you know, shit like that. In the 50s, we have a guy named Robert Monroe, who's a radio broadcasting executive, He begins producing evidence that specific sound patterns have identifiable effects on human capabilities. This includes alertness, sleepiness, expanded states of consciousness. Fucking Monroe is experimenting with different sleep phenomena. And this is the guy that actually coined the term out-of-body experience. He details a lot of his findings and basically experiences because he was doing this himself. And then after all this stuff is documented, he decides to move his company, which was called Ram Enterprises, to Virginia. In 1971, Monroe published Journeys Out of the Body. And I think that's kind of what like piqued the CIA's interest. In 1972, there was a classified report that's circulating within U.S. military and intelligence communities. And it's basically saying that the Soviet Union is doing their own research into out-of-body experiences, psychic shit, ESP, all that fun shit. 
So the U.S. is like, fuck that. We want to get in on the fun. Let's start researching this shit. From 1978 to 1984, Army veteran Joseph McMongill contributes 450 remote viewing missions under Project Stargate, which I actually have talked about before. In these documents, he is actually the person that is being referred to as remote viewer number one. June 9th, 1983, there's a CIA report called Analysis and Assessment of the Gateway Process. It's just kind of providing scientific framework for the understanding and expanding human consciousness, out-of-body experiments, and other altered states of mind. In 1989, we have Angela Della Fiora Ford help track down a former customs agent who had gone on the run. And this remote viewer was actually able to pinpoint his location in Lowell, Wyoming. And then check this out. U.S. Customs apprehend him within 100 miles west of a Wyoming town called Lovell. 2003, the CIA approves declassification of the Gateway Process Report. Fast forward a bit to 2017, the CIA declassified 12 million pages of records, revealing previously unknown details about the program, which would eventually become known as Project Stargate. In 1983, Lieutenant Colonel Wayne McDonnell was tasked by the commander of the U.S. Army Operational Group with figuring out how the fuck the gateway experience works, how astral projection works, out-of-body experience, all that. And Lieutenant Colonel Wayne McDonnell is actually the author of the Gateway Process Report. From the start of this project, McDonnell wanted to approach it all in a very scientific way. And he actually kind of like lays out his methods and the different quote unquote scientific ways he employed to get different results and uh, just come up with something that's black and white sciency for some shit that is fucking way the fuck out there. He used biomedical inquiry to understand the physical aspects of the process. He had information on quantum mechanics to describe the nature and functioning of human consciousness. Theoretical physics to explain the time-space dimension and means by which expanded human consciousness transcends it. He also used classical physics to bring the whole phenomena of -of out-of-body states into the language of physical science. And he was at this point trying to remove the stigma of, you know, this is witchcraft, this is the occult, this is satanic. So he's trying to approach it in a way where you have sort of like a control group and he didn't want this whole research project to go down as just some fucking hooey dewey new age bullshit. So he approached it in the most scientific way he could think of, which huh, works for me. Looks pretty good to me. You know, McDonald kind of started this whole thing with hypnosis. He was trying to shut down the left side of the brain because that is the side of the brain that screens stimuli, categorization, assessing, and assigning, and meaning to everything through self-cognitive, verbal, and linear reasoning. So if he he's figuring, basically, if he can get the left side of the brain to shut down, then the right side may be able to come out a bit more. Also with shutting down the left side of the brain, certain stimuli can actually reach the sensor and motor cortices of the right brain. 
which corresponds to the points in the body. Suggestions can then send electrical signals from the brain to certain parts of the body. So as they're doing this research, they're finding that directing these signals appropriately can elicit reactions ranging from left leg numbness to feeling of happiness. So the same goes for increased powers of concentration. He then starts to talk about transcendental meditation, which is not the same as hypnosis. It's kind of different. But through concentration, the subject draws energy up the spinal cord, resulting in acoustical waves that run through the cerebral ventricles to the right hemisphere, where they stimulate the cerebral cortex, run along the homunculus, and then to the body. The waves are the altered rhythm of the heart, which creates sympathetic vibrations in the wall of fluid-filled cavities of the brain's ventricles. So as he's doing this, he observed that symptoms begin in the left side of the body, confirming the right brain's complicity. So he fucking goes all out, you guys. I'm not going to sit here and explain all this fucking scientific method, but he definitely was trying to do this in a legit manner and not make it like sensationalized, crazy astral projection from fucking witches or some shit like that. Ultimately, what McDonald is trying to do is achieving a state of consciousness in which the electrical brain patterns of both hemispheres are equal in amplitude and frequency. Once both sides of the brain are in sync, which is called hemisync, Wayne describes once hemisync is achieved, the mind produces a disciplined stream of light. So once the frequency and amplitude of the brain are rendered coherent, it can then synchronize with the rarefied energy levels of the universe. McDonald says, once we have achieved hemisync, the brain will begin to receive symbols and display astonishing flashes of holistic intuition. So yeah, basically the fucking CIA is trying to figure out how the fuck do we astral project? What the fuck is going on here? Is there some sort of energy in the universe that we all can tap into and, you know, crazy shit like that? I mean, who would have thunk? <laughs> so these are the steps McDonald is basically saying that are needed to achieve this out-of-the-body fucking holistic intuition shit. There's an induced state of calm. The blood pressure lowers. The circulatory system, skeleton, and other organ systems begin to vibrate at 7 to 7.5 cycles per second. Increased resonance is achieved. The resulting sound waves match the electrostatic field of the earth. The body and earth and other similarly tuned minds become a single energy continuum. I know, it's fucking super out there and crazy, but... This is the best research that I've ever found into astral projection or trying to basically get minds to become a singular energy continuum. I kind of want to know what like his commanding officer thought about this. He's like, hey, bro, check this shit out. I've just found a way for human consciousness to become as high as possible to make our vibrations one with the universe and it's something everybody can do and knows how to do. I'm just wondering how that whole conversation went down. <laughs> the Gateway Experience and McDonald kind of then go into the idea that the whole universe is just a hologram. And he called this hologram, quote, Taurus, because it takes the shape of a huge self-contained spiral. Imagine what... 
the U.S. Army or any other fucking government could do with this kind of information. I'm thinking it could probably be used for their fucking ongoing wars that never fucking end. Uh, McDonald concludes the report by suggesting the military could probably experiment with astral projection and find a practical application, but also noted that it should be intellectually prepared to react to possible encounters with intelligent, non-corporeal energy forms when time-space boundaries are exceeded. Huh, (laughs) that's kind of fucking freaky, McDonald. Thank you for the little footnote there. In the right hands, I'm sure this could be very beneficial for humanity. So it makes you kind of wonder, why the fuck hasn't anybody like in the mainstream caught on to this? I mean, maybe they have and I've just never fucking heard of them or I just discounted them as fucking new age dipshits. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do. (laughs) I have no fucking clue. But you know, if this motherfucker is working for the CIA, working for the US Army, that there's going to be some checks and balances in his research. And I mean, this motherfucker is really smart. I can't even explain half of the shit that is in the Gateway Experience documents. So I will leave a link in the show notes where you can actually see these documents. But that was just kind of a background to catch you up. So now we can talk about page 25 that had been missing for like 20 years. There had been several attempts just to get page 25, but the CIA always denied it even had page 25. So the report goes from page 24 and you're like reading down it and you're like, holy shit, this motherfucker is about to tell us the secrets of the universe. And then the next page is missing. (laughs) What kind of bullshit is that? But never fear. The page has reappeared and I'm going to tell you about it now. So check this shit out. This is where we go back to Robert Monroe. He's the guy I was talking about earlier who wrote a book and coined the term out-of-body experience. He founded the Monroe Institute and he was partnering with the CIA in some of this research. And, you know, after all these attempts from people to get the FOIA doc on page 25, someone finally talked to the Monroe Institute who produced page 25. So check this shit out. Page 25 begins with the word absolute. It states, absolute as the model around which the evolution of time-space revolves to ultimately attain a reflection of and a union with him. That thought model, which perfectly reflects the essence or, quote, spirit of the absolute, fits the Christian metaphysical description of the Holy Spirit, Finally, our description of the universe hologram, the Taurus of creation and evolution, is neither new nor original. It uses as the figure of the universe, of creation, developing and evolution, is found in various stylized representations in virtually every religious system of antiquity, whether of Eastern or Western derivation. Whether its stylized labyrinth once popular in the Hellenic world, the spiralized version of the Hebrew tree of life, or its Hindu counterpart, or the Chinese spiral through the fourfold powers, the ultimate meaning is the same. Mystics the world over, it seems, have perceived the universe hologram in the same spiral form 
and have incorporated that into intuitive knowledge in their religious writings from antiquity to the present. And McDonald is not wrong. There has definitely been a stylized representation of the spiral he's talking about throughout many different religions and times. So I guess he's kind of wondering, like, how the fuck could all of these different religious leaders kind of come to the same conclusion we just came to, you know, but we're using scientific method and they were using, I don't know, religious meditation, some shit like that. But we've all come to the same conclusion. Kind of makes you wonder, hmm. I mean, it's just the only like real difference McDonald found was the way they found the quote unquote absolute. Physics leans on a quantitative research. Religions relied on intuition. And seriously, if you look back even as far back as Egyptian religion, it seems like all the world religions are very similar. Just check into that shit because that's a conspiracy in itself. And a conspiracy for another day. <laughs> the third section on page 25 starts off with self-knowledge. McDonald goes on to say that it was self-evident to the mystic philosophers of the old that the first step in personal maturity could be expressed in the aphorism. Know thyself. To them, the education of a man undertook as its primary step achievement of the introverted focus so that he learned what was within himself before attempting to approach the outside world. They rightly assumed that he could not effectively evaluate and cope with the world until he fully understood his personal psychological balance. McDonald goes on to talk about 20th century psychology. In this context, through the use of various kinds of personality testing, seems to be a revalidation of the ancient intuition. But <laughs> McDonald pretty intelligently states, no personality test or series of tests will ever replace the depth and fullness of the perception of self, which can be achieved when the mind alters its state of consciousness sufficiently to perceive the very hologram of itself, which has projected into the universe in its proper context as a part of the universal hologram in a totally holistic and intuitional way. This would seem to be one of the real promise of the gateway experience from the standpoint of its ability to provide a portal through which, based on months, if not years of practice, the individual may pass in his search to find self, personal, effectuality, and truth in the larger sense. So yeah, that was just page 25. But some other interesting shit McDonald wrote which, I mean, literally think about this, is a government report. He's describing the absolute as the ceiling, as far as we know it. McDonald also writes that between the reality we know and the absolute are countless intervening dimensions. I mean, this is some next level shit, you guys. And I had to read this report hella times to fully understand what the hell he's talking about. And then there's like some of the technical shit that I'm just like, woo, over my fucking head. But it's still a really interesting read and I highly recommend it. So check out the show notes if you want to see all of these pages, including page 25, the infamous page 25, because it's 
something in that. I mean, if you read that shit and you think about the fact the government was doing this decades ago, I wonder where that technology has gone. I wonder if they have contacted energy entities and different dimensions and shit. You know, everybody talked hell of shit fucking about Alex Jones for talking about interdimensional fucking evil entities. But I mean, you have to admit, he might be fucking crazy, but that doesn't mean he's wrong. As a matter of fact, I bet he's not wrong about a lot of the stuff he talks about. All right, guys, it's change of subject time. So now we're going to talk about Senator Robert Mendez. You know, the motherfucker that is basically being charged as a fucking foreign agent. And I actually have the whole fucking count as it is written up. Okay, so number 66, check this out. The allegation contained in paragraph 1 through 55 of this indictment are repeated and incorporated as if fully set forth hereon. 67, from at least in or about January 2018 through at least or about June 2022, in the Southern District of New York and elsewhere, Robert Mendez, Nadine Mendez, and Wahal Hahana, Will Hanna, basically the fucking, I think that's, they're trying to Americanize his fucking name, the defendants, and others known and unknown, willfully and knowingly combined, conspired, confederated, and agreed together and with each other to have public official Robert Mendez act as an agent of a foreign principal. To wit, the government of Egypt and Egyptian officials are required to register under FARA, title some bullshit, code, blah, blah, blah. I mean, is it is it kind of weird that senators are fucking getting charged as uh, being, you know, foreign actors? Like, what the actual fuck? And just a little side note, this motherfucker is still in the Senate. He has not resigned. I'm just like, dude, American fucking politics is such a hot dumpster fire of trash. And it just keeps getting worse. I mean, seriously, nobody's holding these fuckers accountable, so why shouldn't they act as foreign fucking agents? Why shouldn't they loot the coffers of the taxpayer? This kind of shit just keeps on happening. I don't know if he'll actually get convicted, but he's definitely been charged with it now. And, you know, there's other fucking senators I'm reading about right now that are fucking getting busted for bribes and shit like that, and I'm just like, what in the clown world Fuck. I know we've been talking about the CIA a lot today, but here's one more a little news story that I'm sure most people didn't hear. The CIA publicly acknowledges the 1953 coup it backed in Iran was undemocratic. So, I mean, how many fucking years did they deny, like, this was undemocratic or we were just helping out these people that are being oppressed? But now here we are fucking 70 years later, and the CIA is basically acknowledging this information in a podcast about the agency's history. I mean, at this point, a lot of the coup information that the CIA has remains classified. And I'm sure most people in the United States don't even remember this whole Iran coup thing that happened where our fucking dignitaries were trapped in Iran for holidays. So, yeah. Thanks, CIA. I'm happy you learned how to tell the truth for a fucking split second. But what else is what else are these little fuckers doing? And why? 
tell me why they have not been abolished. I mean, I think I have a little bit of an idea why, because the last time someone tried to abolish the CIA, he got his head blown off. So, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with it. Before we move to the clown world bullshit happening in Canada, check out the clown world bullshit happening in the United States. A judge has signed off on the prosecution's request to drop the gun charge against Hunter Biden. <laughs> Shocking. Now, if you don't remember, the charge was related to him breaking federal gun laws while abusing drugs and lying on his application. Just a little side note, the prosecution asked the judge to drop it. This is the same prosecution that the whistleblowers said was protecting Hunter Biden. They did all this super quietly while the fucking mainstream media is obsessing on Israel. Hmm. Funny how that works. And now since we're talking about Israel, why the fuck hasn't Israel got to the bottom of how Hamas supposedly got into their borders and set off this attack? You think that would be like step number one? I don't know. This whole Israel-Hamas shit, like I don't give a fuck about either of them. They can blow each other to smithereens. I don't believe shit I'm seeing in the mainstream media about these fucking dead kids and pregnant women having their babies cut out. I mean, who knows? It could have fucking happened, but <laughs> I'm not believing any of these pictures or any shit in the mainstream media. Remember how much propaganda and bullshit happened when Ukraine first went down? That was just ridiculous, like fucking news agencies literally using video game footage saying it was footage from Ukraine. So I don't know. There's definitely, I think, a concerted effort to get the United States, more specifically the people of the United States, on board with fucking sending billions of dollars in aid now to Israel to fight, quote unquote, terrorists. Yeah, I'm not buying your bullshit just like I didn't buy the Ukraine bullshit. Get fucked. And honestly, I think if we do take anything away from this whole quote-unquote conflict with Israel and Hamas, just check out the tactics that are being used against the Palestinians. For example, the electricity and the internet being shut off. So imagine trying to win a war, fight a war, against someone who way outmatches you in terms of weaponry, money, soldiers, all of that shit. Now imagine, you know, you're using the internet, you need electricity to try to coordinate with each other, and then they just shut it off. Now imagine, you know, what actually could happen a few years down the road where everyone is stuck on the central bank digital currency. And suddenly, the government cheese flips a switch and you have neither. No electricity, no fucking money to buy food or get the fuck out of Dodge. These are all tactics that we can watch and maybe learn from. So I don't know, guys, what do you do without fucking electricity when you're trying to fight someone that totally outmatches you? I mean, obviously, there's ways to do it. It happened in World War II. But fuck you guys, this is not World War II. This is a different time, different place. And we rely so much just like on our cell phones, the internet, Shit like that that we take for granted, and if the government cheese can get 100% control of it and shut it off, that means all bad for the people. So just pay attention to the different tactics used by both sides, because you can definitely see how those tactics could then be used upon us. 
Now we're going to move to the clown world that Justin Trudeau dictates over. And specifically, I'm talking about Helen Gruss, who is a Canadian detective on trial for investigating the link between infant deaths and mRNA vaccinations. I'm finding this information on a substack by The Dossier. Of course, the Canadian mainstream media isn't covering this trial, but there is an independent journalist by the name of Donald Best, and he's actually written 11 articles about it. And Best is a former detective sergeant with Toronto Police who has spent his life investigating organized crime. Let's talk about this supposed crime committed by Constable Helen Gruss who is a 20-year veteran detective with the Sexual Assault and Child Abuse Unit of Ottawa Police Services, OPS. Her most recent performance reviews in 2019 and 2021 were meets and exceeds expectations, exceeds all expectations. Check this out. This is according to the Ottawa Citizen. Gruce allegedly accessed case files of newborn and infant death investigations to which she wasn't assigned and inquired with the coroner about whether the parents of the babies who had died unexpectedly during the pandemic were vaccinated against Kabobo-19. Investigators also allege Gru contacted the father of a deceased baby directly on January 30th, 2022, to inquire about the mother's COVID-19 vaccination status. Like, okay, so where the fuck is the crime here? She's an investigator. She works on crimes against children, and now she's looking into cases of infants dying suddenly. And of course, the investigation by Ottawa police into potential links between the mRNA vaccines and sudden infant deaths in pregnant and breastfeeding mothers was halted due to Gruce's suspension and subsequent charges. Her actual like fucking charges are, quote, discreditable conduct under Section 2-1 of Ontario Police Services Act. Plus, the prosecution has served her with a notice of increased penalty, which allows the OPS to seek her dismissal, demoter, or ask for forfeiture of pay or vacation. Now, if you go on Reddit, there's fucking Canadians cheering against Gru. Like, what the fuck? Why? Why can't somebody investigate this? This is literally her job. She's an investigator. So here's some of the comments these twats on Canadian Reddit have written. This bitch named K.R. Kraft. More on this story. It's so ugly. I hope she gets fired. She's been on paid leave since February 22. And then some fucking old bat named Ruth Bader. Sounds like the usual convoy morons. Yeah, this bitch. I swear to fucking God. Now, you might think just by reading Reddit that everybody in Canada is against this officer. Uh, yeah, no, that's not the way it works on Reddits. There's fucking paid shills and bots that come onto these subs to try to basically form everyone's opinion. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of fucking bots on Reddit. Unfortunately, I don't think these are all bots and all shills. I think the fucking majority of Canadians are so fucking brainwashed. They've drank so much of the Kool-Aid that they will happily march off the cliff to their own demise. Another hilarious comment posted on this Reddit sub was by Dr. Ralph Sculio. He wrote, a person with a vendetta. That's her motive. The police deal with criminality. They don't deal with medical efficacy and safety. What could she do with that info anyways? She's a cop. Unless it's criminal, it's outside her scope. 
Do you have any idea how ludicrous this is? Well, you fucking fake-ass line-towing doctor, it should be considered crimes against humanity. The way this whole kabobo shit went down, from the inception of the actual virus to the release of the virus to the media and governments fucking playing a psyop on you all and get hella people brainwashed, then to the development of this fucking vaccine that is causing people, young people, athletes, just normal healthy people to die. And a little side note, fucking Dr. Ralph is actually just a chiropractor. So, yeah. And check out this fun little fact. On March 28th, 2022, although Gruse's suspension was not yet public knowledge, CBC Ottawa published a story sourced from anonymous leaks within the Ottawa police, initiating a trial by media. Before they actually published the story, CBC gave the OPS a 24-hour deadline to respond. And of course, they've never figured out who these sources are that leaked this information. And I, I guarantee you, they will never name those people. I mean, check out the, the fucking title of this article. Detective tried to uncover vaccine status of dead children's parents, sources say. And it's like, oh, okay, wow. Shocking. Someone's investigating a lot of weird deaths and infant deaths at that. Let's fucking arrest them. And a little side note, Gruce was one of the fewer than 10 Ottawa police officers placed on unpaid leave after the service imposed a mandatory vaccine policy for all employees. The fucking CBC reporter, quote unquote reporter, who published the leaked documents said the motivations for illicitly sharing the confidential information with her was because Gruce victimized the parents of the deceased infants, and thus her reporting was righteous. This is probably one of those same twats that like thought the people that didn't want to get vaccinated deserved to go off to a fucking re-education camp or stay in jail or lose all of their rights. I can't fucking believe Canada sometimes. I'm just like, look, I know America's all kinds of fucked up, but... Justin Trudeau is a tool, and Canada is just, it's not even recognizable as Canada any longer. And then, just in case you didn't know, CBC relies on substantial financial support from the federal government, exceeding a billion dollars per year. But CBC definitely claims to be arm's length and impartial. In practice, there, I mean, come the fuck on. Totally impartial. That's like when fucking Bezos bought a whole ass media wing so he could put out happy little propaganda about himself and the shit he cares about. But Canada, how long is Trudeau in office? Aren't there term limits for your prime ministers? If not, motherfuckers, you need to get one. This guy is just insane. And the way the media manipulated so many Canadians into becoming just fucking vicious haters of anybody who thought different it's absolutely astonishing to this day like when I read shit like this I'm still astonished I mean the fucking media and the prosecutor are basically saying that this fucking constable didn't have the authority to dig into her own agency during trial they're stating that Gruce had combed through OPS records without permission to crack a cold case which ended in the apprehension and prosecution of a violent child rapist. Now, was she brought up on charges for this? Fuck no, she wasn't, because it didn't have to do with big fucking pharma. Check out this little tidbit. Gruce was suspended on February 4th at the height of the Canadian trucker protest. 
During her trial, it was revealed that the Ottawa police used the trucker protest as leverage to invoke Section 1882, authorizing urgent emergency wiretap. So they wiretapped this detective. They listened to communications from her family, friends, associates, extending beyond calls to encompass emails, chats, photos, and covert activation of smartphone microphones. Like, come the fuck on, you guys. They fucking wiretapped this police officer because she was looking into infant deaths. I mean, if this doesn't just scream fucking clown world, then I, I don't know what the fucking does. I don't know. But like I said, I've been talking about this case, this detective for a while, and I will continue to talk about her because she's literally being railroaded for investigating children dying. It's fucking so ass backwards. But you Canadians, pay attention to that shit up there. And if you hear new news, send it my way. All right, you guys, that is about it for this week's episode. I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California, Minnesota, and Georgia. Kind of mixing it up there a bit, guys. I like it. Thank you for listening to the show. Hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. If you want any of the documents I talk about or you have a rabbit hole to send me down. As far as our international downloaders, we have Canada, the UK, Australia, and Turkey. (laughs) Well, fuck, Turkey's a new one. What's up, Turkey? Thank you for tuning in. So you guys, until next week, be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Cha-cha.